City Church together, Tuesday, April 12. That was my robot introduction. What'd you guys think about that? Psalm 19, let's do it. Here, journal, their journal, everywhere a journal, journal. All right, Psalm 19, here we go. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. There are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to the whole earth, and their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. It's like a bridegroom coming out, uh, coming from his home. It rejoices like an athlete running a course. Sports. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinance of the Lord, the ordinance of the Lord, the ordinances of the Lord are plural, no, are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold and sweeter than honey dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them there is an abundant reward. Who perceives his unintentional sins. Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And that is the word of the Lord from Psalm 19. Okay, um, today I want to highlight those last, um, particularly verse 12 and 13, but really 12 through 14 verses in this, um, and we're going to look at the flow of the whole chapter um, to try to understand what's happening here. All right, so here journal time, highlight, those where, where I want us to end up is with these questions, who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins and do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Okay. All righty. So you may have heard in this, um, you may have heard this psalm before. And this psalm to you is um, saying, um, you should go camping more. Um, like, get out in creation. And maybe you've heard somebody say before, I don't really go to church. And then, like, they're fly fishing and they spread their arms wide and they say, This is where I find God. Right. And then you go to Psalm 19, you're like, Oh my gosh, you can find God fly fishing or apparently riding the sun. Um, okay. First, there is actually some truth to that coming from this passage. Um, however, I did have a seminary past, uh, seminary pastor, a seminary professor one time tell me my, my favorite professor, honestly, I'm not even saying this is necessarily true as I'm saying this, I'm just saying, um, 
he definitely is a well-read and studied person and also um, has a good character that I think confesses Jesus. And this is what he told us about Psalm 19. He said, Psalm 19 is not trying to get you to put the Bible away, like read, oh, look, I can learn a lot from God in creation. Sort of put the Bible away and go out into creation and go, wow, uh, look at that Grand Canyon. God must be really big and deep and have the Colorado River running through it. Like that's, that's not what it's trying to get you to do. The language here is actually pointing you back to the creation account, the account of creation in Scripture. Okay, um, I won't, I'm, let's just take the good guy approach today and say, I can both affirm what my seminary professor was saying and also, um, wow, you can really have a connection with God through camping. Now, I can't have a connection with God through camping because it is literal torture to me. Um, I'm not a big camping fan. I'm always like, why don't we just go home at night and sleep in bed? Uh, stay out real late around the campfire. I'm great, but then let's go somewhere else to sleep. Anyway, um, here's what I do see happening in this, okay? So I, so let's affirm, yes, this is trying to get me to both um, see things happening in creation and uh, that would attest to God's um, faithfulness, that would attest to his creative power, that would attest to his love. Um, yes, 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 and yes, okay? And I also say, it's also getting me to, hey, take a look back in Genesis at who God is in creation, okay? So I think both those things are true. But let's keep going because the next part we get this um, focus on the instruction of the Lord, okay? Layman's terms, you know, you have five seconds and an elevator is coming down and you're locked in and it's going to crush your head and you have to say what Psalm 19 is about, all right? Uh, uh, first part, find God in creation. Second part, find God in the Bible. Go, you know, then it's over for me. Okay. So some nuance here, but that's, that's the basic setup of what you had. Um, God can be observed in creation. Uh, some people might call it general revelation. General revelation is not a private matter. It's a major theme. Captain of our destiny. <laughs> that's right. Um, so general revelation, not a private matter. You see, that's the that's the top rank in the military and also the bottom rank. But they also mean different things. And whatever you I'm I'm gonna tell you guys right now, whatever you think about that joke, it's it's flipping genius, okay? It's it's wordplay and it makes you smarter that I did that to you. So you you can Trevor at BoroughCityChurch.com, thank me for making you smarter today. All right. We do get this kind of play back and forth. You can, you can find truth about God in creation, and you can find truth about God in his scripture. All right. So let's take that just at face value, and then let's move into this last part in explaining this last part. Notice... We get another who seesaw dichotomy. That who was me trying to figure out what words to say. Okay. Um, also, there's an owl in here. We get another kind of seesaw dichotomy. Watch this. Verse 12 talks about unintentional sins. Okay. He says, um, David writes, 
who perceives his unintentional sins, and then he says, cleanse me from my hidden faults. Okay, what are unintentional sins and hidden faults? They are just that. They are not known to me. Um, one that I go back to a lot is, do you know where the clothes you're wearing right now, provided you're not listening to this in the shower? If so, you're off the hook, okay? Um, but do you know where the clothes you're wearing right now, where did they come from? Who put those together? Can you be sure that you are not tearing apart some family in Cambodia that had to send their children or their mother to work in a factory that are now, you know, being abused in that factory and overworked and you're profiting off of that um, atrocious treatment of them? Those are unintentional sins. Those are hidden faults, okay? In other words, it's like when you start to think about what, what kind of sinful things am I participating in that I don't even know it? All right. And then look at 13. Moreover, keep yourself from, uh, keep your servant from willful sin. So here's another one. So there's an, there's a implicit sin. And then you have the next verse, explicit sin, willful sins. And don't, the, the request is do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed. Okay. So we have, we have, creation God can be known from creation which is a lot of implicit things about God um, and then in special revelation the Bible okay we get explicit things about God like a literal sentence God is like this there's a corresponding nature to our sin okay there's this implicit unintentional sin oh my gosh I'm sinful in so many ways I don't even know it and there's just you know just by being just by being a fallen human being I know there's things that I'm not even going to know. Like I'm going to have hidden faults, that I, blind spots that I can't even see about me and I need the mercy of God to forgive me for those. And then explicit. Well, here it is in black and white. Trevor, you know, uh, do not slander. And, you know, I slandered someone. Okay, there it is. It's right there. So willful, you, you walked into it. It's, it's, it's been made known to you and yet you are, you are continuing, you're choosing this, right? So there's that dichotomy and then it all ends up. So we get, we get, no God in creation, no God in the Bible, and cleanse me from my unintentional implicit sins and cleanse me from my explicit outward willful sins, okay, the ones I know about. And it all resolves in verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, Yahweh, my rock, in other words, um, dependable, dependable, um, not changing. There is no unintentional sin in God. There's no willful sin in God, but you're, you're steady. You're not, you're not changing and unsure like I am. My rock and my redeemer, the one who buys me back, the one who purchases me, the one who, who uh, brings me in, rescues me from my slavery, my bondage, my uh, chains, right? The one who frees me. So apply. What do we take from this? Well, yes, we do take, man, there are things in everyday creation that can be observed about God. The truth be told, though, it's, it, it's hard without Scripture to know the things I observe in creation are about God and not about something else. Um, it, it's like a person who's <clears throat> watching Jesus die on the cross can verify a fact. Jesus died on the cross. But it does take Scripture for me to fully understand 
what are the implications of Jesus dying on the cross? And same thing, man, I can, I can look at creation and I can derive. There is a wonderful creator, some beautiful things about God and creation. But until I get to the scripture, I can't really see how much God loves me. Okay, that's not laid out for me. And what I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart to be, I want them to be acceptable to you. God, I want the things that I derive f- about you from creation to not be tainted by my sin. And I want the things that I understand, meditate on from scripture, I want them to be true about you. I want them to correspond with who you really are because I, God, need to know you as this steady person that I can rely on at all times. And I need to know you as the one who does something about my unintentional and intentional sin. I need you to be there for me in both. So the application is, yes, look to nature, not just nature, look to the nature of the way people are. Like if someone is created in the image of God, there's something to learn about God from them. They are a part of God's creation. At the same time, I can't just go out into nature and say, this, this is my church, my church, my church, my church, you know, and then fly fish. That, I suppose that's an echo in like a canyon in Montana or something was that, what that was. Um, but I, you need the scripture. You need to meditate on the, the explicit word of God. This is God's self-description. Um, this is what God says to us about himself. So we need both of those things. I don't just need my nose in the Bible, but I certainly don't just need to observe from creation. And ultimately, I need God to be my rock and my redeemer. That's who I need to know him as. All right, City Church, let's respond in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for being our rock, dependable, always there, and our redeemer. The one who forgives us and brings us in to your kingdom. It is only because of Jesus Christ who died, who is the Word made flesh, Um, the Word of God come into creation. What a beautiful blending of the first half of Psalm 19 and the second half of Psalm 19 and the reason why we know you as our rock and our redeemer is because in Christ you have redeemed us. Father, help us to see wonderful, beautiful things about you in the world and in the Word. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.